Welcome to the weekend edition of The Daily Writer. Each weekday, we bring you a short lesson that helps you live out the four practices of a great writer. Creativity, consistency, courage, and connection. Here on The Weekend Edition, we take a deeper dive into those topics through conversations with writers, as well as teaching that helps us apply what we're learning. For more, you can visit us at dailywriterlife.com. Well, if you've been listening to this podcast for a while, you're probably convinced that you should be writing every day or at least several times a week. And you recognize that writing habits are the way to success because they ensure that you get the writing done. But how do you do this exactly? What is the method for actually getting your daily writing done? Well, that's the topic that we're going to explore in this episode. But first, I want to take a few minutes and recognize some wins from our Daily Writer community, as I often do here on our Sunday episodes. The Daily Writer community is a group of writers who are taking action to achieve their goals. And ever since we opened the doors to the Daily Writer at the beginning of the year, it's been so much fun to see the progress that lots of people in the group have been making. So every Friday we have in the group, and this is a Facebook group, we have a wins and goals post where I ask the members to share their writing wins from the week as well as their writing goals for the coming week. And so that that's what this is all about. This is where these wins come from when I'm sharing these in the group because every week we're sharing these. It's what did we accomplish this week and what are we going to do next week? And oftentimes we talk about where we've messed up or what we can do better or something like a favorite quote from writing or a favorite quote from a famous author or our favorite movie. We have tons and tons of fun in the group. So if you're not in the group, you're really missing out because we're having a blast. So let's share some wins. First up is Ken. And this was a recent win from Ken. He said, my biggest win from last week was getting more work done on the final chapter of my rough draft. So way to go. Nice work, Ken. Now, one thing I want you to notice is that Ken is taking steady action toward his goal of getting his book done. And in fact, by the time you hear this, Ken will have finished the complete draft of his book in about three months, if my memory serves me correctly, which is really, really cool. I mean, that's, that is what happens whenever you make steady progress. And Ken has done exactly that. Next up is Ashley, who said this, I worked a lot on the translations of my website. I have a lot of Spanish-speaking subscribers, so I'm excited to learn more about that portion of my audience. I'm a little nervous because I have to brush up on my Spanish skills. So nice job there, Ashley. Well done. And the lesson for us here is that taking action, even though you don't feel quite ready, is what we've got to do. And that's a common theme with authors. You know, a lot of times we don't feel ready to dive into our big project, but we've got to do it anyway so that we can find success and so that we can learn some things that we can then apply to the next project. Next up is MJ, who said, I am pumping out content for my website. No, it's not a lot of writing involved here, but finding the time to do it has been challenging for me. So I'm excited that I got my about and services pages done this week. So MJ, congrats. That is an awesome win. And I'm so proud of you for finding the time among your your busy week to get that done. You know, a lot of times whenever we are, are, are faced with things like website redesign and website content, things that are not super exciting, we tend to put them off. But those are oftentimes the things that are really, really important because that's how people find us. That's how they know about our services and so forth. So great job, MJ diving into something that sometimes it's hard to find the motivation to do, but those things are really important. 
uh, alongside the actual writing that we're doing. So great job. Then our final win is from Yvette. And one thing that I want to mention with her wins is that she accomplished some things this past week, but she also worked 52 hours in her regular day job. So this is pretty amazing. So she listed three specific win, uh, wins, and I want to share these here. Number one, she said, I contacted 18 amazing photographers to get their feedback on my new magazine and invite them to my new Facebook group where I will get to know them better and post calls for submissions, etc. So that's win number one. Number two is she reached out for marketing help. And she says, this is huge for me because I never ask for help. I met someone who can help me get the word out fast because I intend to get my first issue out in the middle of June. And then win number three for Yvette was this. She wrote, I started a relationship with the owner of Wyoming Through the Lens Facebook group that has 150,000 people who are my prime audience. I feel really good about this. So those are three wins that Yvette shared in the group. And man, that is phenomenal progress. And as you can see, she's making super quick progress because she's motivated to get her magazine off the ground. And something that I want you to notice is that she's making connections with people who can help her achieve her goals. She's leveraging the power of a Facebook group that has 150,000 people who are, our, who are her prime target audience. And that is a very, very smart thing to do. And you can do the same thing also. So who can you connect with? Is there a Facebook group or a community that has your ideal reader in it? So if so, jump into that and get connected with people and just do some networking and start adding value and building those relationships. Now, what's even more cool about what Yvette did is that, as I mentioned a minute ago, she did this on top of more than a full-time job. So, you know, I guess I would say if Yvette can do it, then we can all do it. So the overall theme here with all these wins that I'm sharing in this episode is this. They found a way to get it done. And that is the thing that separates successful writers from unsuccessful ones. They figured out how to get it done and make progress. You know, life doesn't just make room for us all the time. Just because you want to write a book, it doesn't mean that everybody in your life or your work or your job you know, it doesn't mean the C parts and everybody says, oh, they're working on a book. I got to give them space. No, that's not how life works. We have to find the time. And sometimes we have to be really aggressive and assertive in making that time to do it. And that's okay. What I find is that most writers tend to be on the, uh, a little bit on the passive and the timid side. And I want to challenge you to kind of summon your inner courage and summon your inner lion whatever metaphor you want to put on it, and to be bold, to be assertive, and to chase your dreams. Don't just sit back passively and watch other people achieve their awesome goals. While while you wonder, has life passed me by? Life has never passed you by. There's always the opportunity for you to go for it, to get up earlier, stay up later, write on your lunch hour, do whatever you need to do to make those dreams happen. You can do it. You absolutely can do it, but it's not going to happen by accident. It's not going to happen because somebody magically waves a wand and all of a sudden you have all these hours in your week to do it. Uh, now, if that did happen by chance, that would be pretty cool, I guess. But for most of us, that is not reality. So go for it. Be assertive. Be bold. Do what you got to do, uh, obviously, within reason. <laughs> Don't do anything stupid or uh, illegal or immoral, obviously. But 
you know, don't be afraid to be a little bit more assertive in your life so you can make time for your writing. Well, a big part of being able to do all this is by participating in a community that helps you take action and go further than you could go on your own. And that is exactly what the Daily Writer community is all about. I would love for you to check it out. You can go to dailywriterlife.com slash community. All right, let's get on to the topic of this episode, which is four foolproof methods for writing every day. And I use the word foolproof here very intentionally because if you just follow through on these practices and you do them intentionally, you will get writing done. That is a guarantee if you actually put them into practice. And this episode is going to be really valuable to you since you're going to learn some practices and methods to actually get the words done. And that is the whole crux of this podcast, really. It is getting the words done because everything rises and falls on getting the words done. Yes, marketing is important. Yes, networking is important. Editing is important. Cover design is important. Knowing your ideal reader is important. All those things are critical, but if you don't have the actual words, none of the other stuff matters. So that's why we talk so much on this show about habits, rituals, productivity, mindset, because those are the things that are going to help us do the most important thing, which is getting the writing done. All right, here we go. Four foolproof methods for writing every day. Method number one is this, writing sprints. A writing sprint gives you the opportunity to write in a short burst of energy, just like you're doing a a running sprint in middle school gym class, if you remember those. A writing sprint lets you accomplish a little bit in a short amount of time. Now, this is something that we actually do in our daily writer community, which, of course, you've heard me talk about a million times on this podcast, I'm sure. This is something that we do each and every Thursday. We have a block of several hours that we set aside, and people can pop in and out of the Zoom call as they're able to. And the way it works is at the top of the hour, we take 10 minutes to talk about our goals for that session, and then we write for 50 minutes. So we stay on Zoom, but we shut off the camera and the mic on Zoom, and we get busy and we write. We sprint. Most of the time, somebody has a drink there, maybe a soft drink or coffee or water or something else, and we just put our heads down and we do the work. And there's something really significant. There's something really meaningful about doing that with other people. I mean, you can sit at your writing desk or your computer and do it by yourself and probably be very successful at that. But when you're doing it with others on a Zoom call, even though you're not talking with them as you're writing, knowing that they're on the call too, putting their heads down and doing the work, there's something fundamentally really, really meaningful and powerful about that. And that's exactly why that is one of the cornerstone things we do in our community. And again, I find that that these work best when you're doing it with others. I often use the analogy of running and walking when it comes to riding sprints. You can walk alone or you can run with a group. And a riding sprint gives you a focused time to dive into your content and make serious progress. So that is method number one, a writing sprint. Method number two is something called the Pomodoro Technique. The Pomodoro Technique is a popular productivity method where you set a timer for 25 minutes, you do focused work, and then you take a five-minute break. And it's very similar to a writing sprint, except the bursts in the Pomodoro Method are only for 25 minutes versus 50 minutes for a writing sprint. Now, the the other big difference between a writing sprint and using the Pomodoro technique is that Pomodoro is normally done alone. 
Whereas riding sprints work best, I, I think, whenever you're doing it with a group. Now, I like the Pomodoro technique a lot because almost anybody can fit in a 30-minute time block into their day or even perhaps several of those in a row if, if you have a, a time block. It's very, very doable. And I think it also works well with shorter pieces of content like blog posts, social media posts, or trying to get through emails or whatever it, whatever it is that you're trying to do in that short block of time. So if you have short pieces of writing that you've got to get done, the Pomodoro technique will probably become your go-to method for getting that writing done. Method number three is morning pages. And this is one of my very favorites. Morning pages is a concept that was popularized by Julia Cameron in her book called The Artist's Way. And the method for morning pages is really simple. First thing in the morning, you write three longhand pages without stopping. There's no editing, there's no filtering, there's no overthinking. You simply write what's on your mind and you let the words flow. And this is really more of a creative writing technique rather than a system for getting predetermined writing done, but it's very, very effective in helping you break creative blocks and get you, getting your ideas flowing. Now, why do this in the morning and not other times? It's because that's when your mind tends to be the most fresh. When you get up in the morning and you know, you've had your coffee or whatever it is that you have in the morning, your thinking is not clouded by the hundred other interactions and activities of the day like it is in the middle of the day or at the end of the day. Now, I don't practice morning pages personally every day. In fact, I don't even do it that often, but I've done it enough times to know that the results are really, really incredible. The results are very, very valuable whenever you do this. For example, I remember doing morning pages one time in a coffee shop. This has been probably a year and a half ago, maybe two years. And I was sitting in this coffee shop facing the wall at kind of this little bar area. And there was a guy sitting a few seats away and he was talking really loudly to his friend that was sitting next to him. Now, I'm kind of a quiet person and I'm just going to confess to you that I get pretty quickly irritated with people who are loud, who are obnoxious, who I feel like are kind of violating unspoken social etiquette rules. You know, I would have made a good character on Seinfeld because I, I'm very, I'm hyper aware of social etiquette and social awareness and things you do and don't do in groups and that kind of a thing. I don't know why I'm that way. I'm just kind of a quiet, unassuming person in general. And it agitates me when people don't respect those kind of social boundaries. So if somebody's being loud and obnoxious or disruptive, I really, that kind of irritates me very quickly. And that's probably a character flaw of mine, but yet that's just kind of how I'm wired. So anyway, I was sitting there in this coffee shop and I was literally doing morning pages. I had just started writing and I recall being irritated at this guy. So I started writing about him in my morning pages. So I was like complaining about this guy in, in my journal, basically writing, what is the deal with this guy? He has no awareness that he's being so loud and I'm trying to sit here and write and blah, blah, blah. And I was just kind of writing and venting about how he was so impolite and had no social skills. Now, then something happened, and this is the value of morning pages. This illustrates the value of it perfectly. A lot of times when you're doing morning pages, you'll write, you'll write like a page or, or two, and then because you're just kind of going with the flow, a light bulb moment happens. And on that day when I was doing that, as I was writing this and complaining about this guy, I suddenly realized how judgmental and unnecessarily irritable I was being. 
And I had gotten so agitated in my own heart at such a small thing that this guy was doing. And I felt a little ashamed of my bad attitude. And I, I kind of felt bad that I had sort of ripped on this guy, even though nobody's ever going to see it. In my heart, I'd kind of ripped on this guy a little bit. And again, that's what happens oftentimes whenever you just let the words flow and you get your conscious mind out of the way. Morning Pages is a fantastic way to do that. It's a great way to clear the mental clutter and just kind of get the junk out on paper and and let your creative brain flow. Um, it's also a great way to become more self-aware because when you do that, you you discover these things about yourself that you wouldn't otherwise. So in fact, just doing this episode about talking here about Morning Pages, it makes me realize I need to do a lot more of this. So um you know, sometimes I talk about the value of writing blog posts and podcasting and so forth to help us with content. And right now, as I'm doing this podcast episode, I'm realizing I need to kind of get back to morning pages. So there you go. That's uh, the value of it. I would definitely, definitely recommend that you give it a shot. And by the way, one more thing before we go into method number four, it's it's vital that you do this in longhand. Don't do this on computer. Morning pages does not work well on computer. There's probably a lot of reasons for that, but one of the reasons is that there is a there's an important connection between the creativity of your mind and your hand. So when you have that brain and hand connection going and you're writing things out, that's a different way to let the words flow than if you're typing them or dictating them into your phone or something like that. So you want morning pages to be as as little technological interference as possible. So just a journal and a pen or a pencil or however you want to do that. I would definitely recommend not doing that on computer. Okay, let's go to method number four, which is writing prompts. Writing prompts are another creative writing technique that is not about productivity, but it's about discovery. And writing prompts are a simple yet very powerful way to get you thinking and writing about things that you would otherwise not explore. For example, if I said, pretend you are the villain in your favorite movie, what happened in your childhood that made you so evil? Now that writing prompt is kind of silly. It's, it's kind of a silly question at its core, but when you answer that question, that engages your imagination and your storytelling abilities, and your mind will go places it would not normally go, hopefully in a good way, this is valuable because we get into creative ruts unless we have something to interrupt our thinking patterns. And this is the core of what it means to be creative. Creativity means simply the capacity to create. And creativity comes from taking two things and then making something new of those two things that did not exist before. Now, in this case, when I asked you to write about the villain's childhood, it's probably something you've never thought about before. And therein lies the opportunity to be creative. Now, there's several ways that you can use writing prompts. You can use them to give you ideas for the characters in your stories or your novels. You can use them to discover creative ideas for other types of writing, like sermons, lessons, classes, workshops, podcast material, and so forth. You can use writing prompts to help other people discover creative ideas, such as students or clients and so forth. You can use them for journaling. You can use them for therapy or stress relief to give your mind a creative release. So there's lots and lots of value of writing prompts and lots of different ways that you can use them. And that last point is especially important. Not all writing needs to have a purpose. Writing has value in itself because it gives you creative expression, which benefits every other area of your life. 
So even if you write in your journal for morning pages or um, if you're responding to a writing prompt and nobody else ever sees it, that has value in and of itself because it's it's like therapy. It's it's a creative activity, and that's going to be a benefit to your life, even if you don't publish it or do anything else with it. In fact, with a lot of this stuff, you shouldn't necessarily publish it because it's just for you, particularly when we're talking about things related to writing prompts and morning pages. If you're writing of things that, of course, are of a, of a more personal nature, unless you're going to publish your journal someday, which maybe you will. I don't know. Now, the underlying assumption bet- behind writing prompts is that your mind is absolutely packed with creative ideas. But it's hard to mine those ideas in the rush and the routine of everyday life. And that's where the writing prompts come in. It's like dropping a hook into the water and being able to catch something. Now, if you're wondering where you can get writing prompts, you are in luck. I wanted to make this as simple and easy as possible. So what I have done is put together a package of 365 daily writing prompts. However, the only way that you can get these is through email. This is not like a PDF download that has 365 writing prompts. It's not a book. This works via email. And the reason is really, really simple. It's because I want you to get a writing prompt every day over email, not in one big lump PDF kind of a deal. Because when you just get one a day, you're going to be much more likely to follow through when that's coming into your inbox on a day-by-day basis. And I've priced this extremely low. This is just five bucks a month to start out with. Now, if you're listening to this show, you know I don't sell a lot of stuff. I'm not one of those podcasters who's like, buy this, buy this, buy this. Basically, anytime that I promote something on the show, it's because I use it and I really, really believe in it. And I don't create or promote things (laughs) unless I really strongly believe in them. So I strongly believe in the power of writing prompts. But in order for you to value these, you've got to make a little bit of an investment. And it's just five bucks a month to start out with. And the price of these will eventually go up probably, but right now it's just going to be a five buck a month type of a deal. So for about the same amount that you pay for just one drink at Starbucks, you get an entire month of writing prompts every month. So 30 days worth of those for just five bucks. And you can keep this going as long as you want. So in other words, five bucks a month for a whole year, you're going to get uh, 365 prompts over the course of a year. So it's a pretty cool deal. And even even if you want to stay in it more than a year, you can you can have the cycle start over again. And because you will have grown as a writer, even a year later, responding to the same writing prompt, you're going to have a totally different response. So this is a pretty cool deal. I'm really, really excited about it. And you can check it out by going to dailywriterlife.com slash writing prompts. And I'll have a link to that in the show notes. So there you have it, my friend, four foolproof methods for writing every day. And those are writing sprints, the Pomodoro technique, morning pages, and writing prompts. So I encourage you to pick one of these and give it a try every day for a week. And when you do this, take note of how productive or creative you were. Then try a different technique depending on what your writing goals are and see what works best. So the whole idea here is just to experiment and see what really is going to be helping you in your writing. Or maybe you already have a great method for writing every day. And if so, that is fantastic. And I would love to hear about that. So feel free to drop me an email at kent at dailywriterlife.com. The ultimate goal here is to use what works for you so that you can reach your goals faster. And each of these methods can help you overcome procrastination, perfectionism, and 
help you overcome creative blocks. So pick one and give it a shot today. Well, thanks so much for listening to today's episode. Make sure to check out those daily email writing prompts by going to dailywriterlife.com slash writing prompts. And again, there's a link in the show notes to check that out. Thanks so much, and I'll see you tomorrow.